sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. And if you're new, welcome to this magical, spiritual, nature-loving podcast where we go over so many things like design, beauty, wellness, lifestyle, spiritual questions, the universe, faith, and so much more. How's everyone doing? Uh, this We're nearing the end of the year, and I'm going to go more into that next week in the final episode, talking about what I have coming for 2024, but it's so crazy to think that it's the end of the year, and we're in the holiday season. There's so much going on this week for me with the holidays. I have a winter solstice event that I am hosting and co-hosting actually with today's podcast guest, which is kind of perfect and beautifully in line. So you're going to hear about that. So yeah, there's a winter solstice event and it's going to be this really dreamy, um, just winter solstice party where we're going to be doing so many crafting activities and things that you can use not only in your winter solstice ritual but you can give these things away as gifts and then also have snacks and drinks and we're going to do a guided meditation and just so much more we're going to decorate this gorgeous farm studio for the winter solstice event and I'm just so excited for it because I haven't hosted an event in a really long time and That is how Topanga Moon began, is through events and bringing the the community together and, you know, in person. And I think so many people are excited about it. I think it's going to be sold out, which is really incredible. And I just am so, and I'm going to tell everybody this at the event, but I'm just so honored to be hosting and co-hosting this event with so many people coming out to this farm property, you know, because it's kind of a drive for some of these people and everyone is just so excited and just willing to make the time and make the space for in-person community events. And I think people are really craving that. And I'm just so grateful for that because I know that so much of our the things that we create are is online and the fact that we can come together and celebrate such a beautiful magical time of the year i'm just really really honored that people are just taking the time to meet with us and celebrate with us and dress up and come to this event and it's going to be so good um 
think one of the last events I did was with Spellbound, which was a couple years ago now, two years ago now. And it just is always such a fun experience to have a group of people come together in person. There's just this different energy. And I know that we're going to be creating so many more events in the future, especially at the farm studio, which is Marissa's farm studio. And we're looking forward to some really cool dinner parties and just so many other things we want to bring and just expand that. And what else? Oh, yes. And then on winter solstice as well, I'm going to be launching the meditation membership with the launch of a winter solstice meditation that you can only get through the membership. So I'm just starting out with this and it's going to be something that grows and eventually just becomes bigger. And once, you know, every single month there's more that's going to be put into the membership, but um, it's going to have a collection of, you know, tons of the meditations that are on the podcast, as well as the new moon and full moon meditations every single month. And then some new fun meditations like a walking meditation and daily affirmations and so many other things that I can't put on the podcast that I wanted to create and put into the membership. So you can check that out this week as well. And then in the new year, I'm going to be hosting through the membership, a 21 day challenge. And I'll share more about that in next week's episode, but I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be a reset. It'll be an amazing start to the new year and it'll all be through the membership. And I just can't wait to share the ideas that I have for that. It's going to be really special. So, so much, so much happening in Topanga Moon World. (laughs) Um, and on today's podcast, we have Marissa Jessup. She is the owner of Field Daisy Studio and the owner of the farm studio, which is where we host these events, where we have all of our photo shoots, where we do all of our designing. We collaborated, um, I think over a year now since we met, uh, and we designed tablescapes together and we're always working on her farm property and doing these gorgeous photo shoots and design work and our aesthetics and style are so similar. So we came together and you'll hear a little bit more about how we met in the story of, you know, how we started doing this design work together in today's podcast episode. But we basically, um, just realize that we have such similar aesthetics. We love antiques. We love, um, just really cool, chic spaces that have a mixture of old and new. And yeah, we decided to bring both of our brands together and we have Daisy Moon, which is a combination of Field Daisy and Topanga Moon. And that is where we do all our tablescapes and photo shoots and all that kind of stuff. Um, We have so much more planned and the Winter Solstice is a Daisy Moon production. So yeah, it's just so incredible to collaborate with people that have similar missions and visions. And you're going to hear so much about that on today's podcast episode. Uh, Marissa is an antique curator. She is a designer and a social media manager, and she combines all of these things together and her love of design to the Field Daisy Studio, which is her farm studio. And her family 
is in the farming community and that really influences and juxtaposes her design aesthetics and she's just created this really beautiful world that you're going to hear so much about today. So let's get into the conversation with Marissa of Field Daisy Studio. All right, this is the Topanga Moon podcast and I have a special guest with me today. The lovely, amazing, beautiful Marissa Jessup. Did I say that right? You did. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and I'm at her farm property right now. Marissa is not only like such a dear close friend to me, um, slash design business partner, and just all around amazing bestie in all things design, but she is an interior design specialist antique curator and also a social media manager she does so many things she has an antique shop on her gorgeous farm um and she just is just such a design um creative and there's so many beautiful projects she's always working on we do so many things together and i'm so excited to get into all things design on today's podcast episode with marissa and we're just sitting on her couch in her basement of her farm property after a day of content creation and <laughs> drinking some lavender latte teas and it's just so cozy so welcome to the podcast marissa wow thanks so much for having me um you did forget one thing oh. we we might be cousins um we're still looking into that that could be like a whole other podcast of you know discovering who we really are <laughs> yeah but uh yeah thanks so much for having me and I'm uh so grateful for our friendship and all of our designs and our creativity and you know all our shenanigans so thank you so much well this is gonna be a fun one because we're, we're passing the mic back and forth so it's gonna we gotta get real close and real cozy Okay, so Marissa, I want to jump right into it. I want to get to kind of the beginning of your design journey. How did it begin? And how did it go into more of the interior design space and also your love of tablescapes? And I really want to talk also about your specialty in antique curation because I think that's something that you do so well and I want to hear how you got into all of it. Okay, so we're going to go way back. We're going to go back to like, hmm, I don't want to give away my age. <laughs> but, okay, way back in the day, um, we would often have family dinners and I would be at my aunt's homes and they were always decorating their house and I had one aunt who would move, I don't know, like twice a year just to like redesign a home. So I was in that world of interior design and decorating from an early age. So my my love for all that started with decorating the tables. Um, my aunts would let me help decorate and back in that day it was very formal. So we had our name tags and all the pretty china and all the pretty um, forks and knives and oh it was just amazing and I remember even for like Easter we'd have like little Easter egg candies and our own bunnies so that's where my tablescape love came from and then everything just kind of evolved like I would go to my dad's house 
and on weekends um hanging out with him we had and I think a lot of people had this growing up did you have a living room where like you were not allowed to go into yes okay so we had like our formal living room and we were not allowed to go in there but as I got older I was allowed to go in there and design everything like pull around the furniture and then when I wasn't doing that you could hear me up in my bedroom like pushing around the heavy furniture and I was always painting furniture and it would drive my dad nuts but he was supportive and we'd go to Home Depot and get a can of paint paint my table and on my Christmas list when I was a little girl I wanted all the home and garden magazines and I was doing like floor plans. Yeah, I wanted the home and garden magazines. My dad would take me to chapters and he would get a Starbucks. He'd get a tea. Yeah, and I'd like be looking in all the design books. So then life kind of got in the way. And I think a lot of us, like a lot of us, I was thinking like, how can I make a living decorating homes? And I kind of start thinking like, okay, well, maybe I should do something safe. Maybe I should become early childhood educator kind of pushed my dreams to the side then I got pregnant really early and then kind of you know had to switch gears again with the farm market and that's when I got back into styling things like I had to do a lot of merchandising and um and that's where the social media marketing came in as well uh trying to market our farm and just decorate the store and make it really aesthetically pleasing when you walked in so not only would you want to buy like corn but you wanted like the jams and the jellies because they were pretty um and then I decided I'd go back to school to become interior designer and everything just kind of just kind of flows together with the antiques and the styling and uh it looks different for me every day um but yeah then the antiques I've just loved antiques from an early age because everything has a story and I think that's so cool like when you really think about it like who sat at that table what were they talking about what were they eating what were they drinking um and I love styling antiques just to show people that you know you can have a super modern house and you can have a really cool piece of history to kind of add that contrast into your home um and that's yeah my favorite thing to do styling antiques just to show people that you need this piece in your house because it's gorgeous and it's unique and it's special. Something that I wanted to focus in on with everything that you just shared, and I loved how there was just like a natural flow to uncovering your love of design and especially at an early age with the home and gardens <laughs> magazines, which yeah. is quite rare. Um, but the part about, I think, really just being on the farm and being surrounded by people who also work, you know, on the farm and this idea of a farmhouse and, um, just like farmhouse living. I think that's a huge piece of your design aesthetic, For sure. but you elevate it and you make it so chic. And there's something that doesn't look farmhouse vibes to it. It looks like a styled, you know, really beautiful magazine quality um like center fold of a magazine and I think there's something to to that where being on the farm and pulling in the creative beauty of like nature all around you and just having that appreciation for old things because usually you're living in an older home 
and how do you elevate that? And not to mention, you just have this natural ability to transform spaces into beautiful spaces that people really love and are unique. It's just like a thing. Like you just have the eye. You already have it within you. So I think it's a mixture of you being on the farm and you know your family working in the farming business and then you bring in so much beauty and all the antiques and it becomes this extremely magical experience where everyone is like drawn in and I really really love that about what you do yeah and okay so let's get into this big trend that we've seen this year and it is the era of the tablescape and you, you, you started this with talking about your love of the tablescape, but I think that people are really getting into designing tables this year. And I don't know if it's because we're all trying to maybe like romanticize our life a little bit more. We want to like use the fancy china. We want to decorate and have an aesthetic home just because it makes you feel so much better when you're like surrounded by so much beauty. But there has been this rise in the tablescape and I want to hear your thoughts on it and some of the favorite, your favorite trends and what you love to use to design your favorite tablescapes. Okay. Well, let's just hop right into my favorite trends right now. I think the, um, deconstruct it tablescape look I think that's so much fun mm-hmm. like kind of like pulled together like you know mm-hmm. you have your grandma's china and you have some thrifted plates um some mismatched napkins I love that look how it's kind of I think we did something like that in the summer I think it was our Italian our oh, Italian yeah. yeah it was kind of just like thrown together mm-hmm. and like those are my favorite um the, the ones that are kind of like, we didn't put that much thought into it. We just kind of just, just go with the flow, you know? And foraging. Yeah, foraging. Yeah, that's fun. Foraging for your greenery and like, you know, you can find some pretty Queen Anne's lace on the side, um, in the, in the fence lines and yeah, so the deconstructed look is my favorite and I think it's like the easiest thing, the safe way to go. And it's not intimidating to create and it's cozy to sit around with. What do I think that causes rise in the tablescape trend? Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course, you have social media for that, which I mean is a great because it's how we get our content out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think people are just, I don't know, maybe gathering around the table more like a sense of gathering and belonging and just coming back to the dinner table with your girlfriends or with your family to enjoy some really wholesome food and snacks and good drinks and I think people are just sort of realizing like you don't need to have you don't need to have a reason to like have a dinner party and you don't need to, if you if you are having that dinner party, like you do not need to have a formal place setting, you know. You can just kind of like throw something together, go to the thrift store. Um, and just like you said, like romanticizing their lives and like creating like this dreamy, this dreamy version of like what you want to live mm-hmm. and how you want to live it. And I think that's why I love tablescapes. Like I love a good tablescape. Candles. Well, I think... 
I think to let's just talk about like a quick quick little tablescape like you have to throw something together so the elements to elevate your tablescape I would say would be pillar candlesticks and some um, really pretty brass candlesticks uh, greenery it doesn't have to be anything special like if it's spring or summer you can go and forage um, even tree branches are pretty but my go-to is a pack of eucalyptus from the grocery store some baby's breath you can make like a garland out of that um, or stick some in bud vases or even mason jars like you don't need to be fancy I always have a pack of napkins paper napkins on standby or you can start collecting um, cloth napkins, mismatched um, vintage plates and wine glasses, some ribbon. You have to have some ribbon. And if, if you live under a rock, um, <laughs> welcome to December 2023 where everybody's using ribbons for everything. And I'd just like to um, say that we... I think we started that trend. We started okay, trend. let's just <laughs> let's just uh, get on our high horse and say that we started that trend. Um, yeah, and I think just like pulling together all those bits and pieces, boom, you have a beautiful tablescape, and then some fresh food, some good wine, and your besties, and you're ready to go. Amazing. I love that. I love that you shared how we started the bow trend, the the ribbon, <laughs> yeah, the ribbon trend. For sure. Um. I think also we had never even mentioned how we met oh, yeah. and I, and that also includes design. Yeah, so design and a tablescape. And a tablescape. Mm. So design and a tablescape are the reason why we met and mm. realized that we had the same aesthetic and the rest is history kind of thing. <laughs> so I came over to Marissa's farm for the first time. Um, I think it was like a year ago in the summertime and we didn't really have a plan. We just decided that we were going to throw together like a really quick table, exactly how Marissa just described. So it was just something that we would, she bought some flowers at the market. It was June. So there was um, some peonies and just really beautiful June blooms and got a vase and then some nice, just like glassware and a couple plates. It was so simple, but we made something so beautiful by combining the things we both love, which happened to be the same things like our love of antiques and beautiful design. Um, and we just realized that we are into the same things, have the same aesthetic and want to continue creating, you know, these beautiful tablescapes. Mm -hmm. So that was the first tablescape we ever made together. And it was the first time we ever met. Yeah. And that was just such a cool story on her farm and in the same farm property that we're at right now so I just love that story that you can just you know we you can meet people later on in life and when you have similar interests mm -hmm. and visions and just aesthetics like you can just start to create some new you know avenues for your design journey so I love that okay so now that we're getting into more of the holiday season I would say that we're already here I want to know who are your design inspirations? Like who do you go to? Where do you go to to find design inspirations? And what are your favorite holiday elements that you bring into? Maybe something that's like unexpected that people can bring into their home for the holiday season. Um, and I know that we have a winter solstice event coming up and you have some like really cool plans. So maybe if you want to use that event as a way to share 
kind of like your tricks of the trade for holiday styling and also who are your biggest inspirations design wise well let's start off with uh leanne ford (laughs) the queen of design the queen of everything white i just love i just love her so much like everything she does and it's not again it's not like formal it's not calculated it's just a vibe a feeling um she's not afraid it's very gathered and very layered and i love that and warm i love everything she does leanne if you're listening (laughs) we want to hang out call us (laughs) we want to have you on on his podcast um yeah, so she's like my number one. There's there's a whole bunch of um, smaller, or not smaller, but like not as well-known designers on Instagram that I follow that I love. Again, they're like very similar to Leanne. Um, but yeah, so the holiday, do you want to talk about the, um, the solstice and the designs? Yeah. Okay, so I really love when it comes to Christmas decorating and holiday decorating, uh, greenery and just going to the bush and cutting down pieces of cedar and pine and creating like this super rustic garland doesn't have to be anything too special um, grapevine is super cute this time of year dried oranges um, in the summertime I start to gather my hydrangeas and start drying them out because I love using dried hydrangeas throughout all my holiday decorating and then I have my go-to collected pieces that I've collected throughout the years um pretty brass candlesticks that I bring out for this time of year lots of ribbon velvet ribbon so for the solstice you're gonna see a lot of that in the studio uh lots of candles lots of um velvet ribbons and um I'm thinking some like cream napkins and covering the table with garland. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. I'm just like multitasking in my brain right now thinking of, yeah, it's going to be so much candles that you can see it from space. Like we're not even going to need, we're not even going to need lights. We won't even have lights in there. It's just going to be super special. And I think this year I'm going to bring in some faux fur. Like I'm big on fur right now um i love vintage fur coats and i think like the faux sheep skin rug things i think that draped over on some of the couches and the chairs um i'd also love to bring in this year some logs some like weathered logs and place some candles on top of that with some cedar and some topanga moon candles yeah that's um that's what i'm that's what I'm doing for the holidays this year for decorating. Lots of candles, lots of ribbon, lots of fresh greenery cut down from the bush, and some hydrangeas and dried oranges. Yeah. I love that. I can't wait for our winter solstice event. It's going to be so beautiful. And just like a great celebration for the holiday season. And just to put all of our, like, design expertise into one space just gets me so excited um I want to know about your favorite home design like what would be if you could like design your like 
home studio or like just the dreamiest space you could imagine, what does that look like to you? Because I always envision like my, my like, you know, Mecca for home design. Um, and I'm just curious, like in your mind, when you think of like, what would be the dreamiest space for you to live in? What does that look like for you? And once again, what are some of those unexpected elements people can bring into their design when it comes to their home that, you know, or maybe it's like some special antique pieces that like your are your go-tos that you always bring in into, into your layering of your home design? Okay, well, let's start there by with pieces that you can bring into your home. So I love a good, solid, antique cupboard that you can bring into your home. I think they look excellent and they add so much contrast to a modern home. If you have this big, beautiful modern home and then you have like this this big rustic French cupboard. Oh, it looks so good. Like I'm looking over at that desk right now and like up against the white walls. Looks so pretty. Um, and I love antique portraits on walls in a modern home and like any kind of house but I just think there's so much modern homes and modern designs that um, people are like hmm, how can I love antiques but like how can I bring them into my house and I think you just need to start small so a gallery wall with some portraits or some um, antique oil paintings I think look really really nice um, or like in a kitchen like with a big beautiful slab of marble and then you see this teeny tiny like oil painting mm. in this beautiful frame I think looks great um but yeah my like dreamy house uh would be a stone house um I think it would be so nice to have so a dreamy stone house you walk into the doors these big grand doors of this big beautiful stone house you look up and you see the exposed rafters and if you look straight ahead this big grand staircase and then off to your right you have a gorgeous living room with a nice white couch this is where I love mixing in like contemporary pieces in an old home with antiques I think looks great kind of like my couch upstairs mm -hmm. like a nice big yeah. white couch and Side note, you can live on a farm with kids and have a white couch. No problem. I don't care what anybody else says. It's doable. Mm -hmm. Just come over and we can sit and have tea on my white couch and I will prove to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very passionate about white couches, okay? Me too. I love them so much. Everybody needs a white couch. Yeah. Um, so that living room would just be full of like antique portraits on the wall, maybe some wallpaper. A really nice Victorian vibe with a fireplace, a wood-burning fireplace. Nice big Persian rug. And then if you head back out into the hallway, across the hallway, you have a big dining room because we have a big family. And um, nice big antique table, of course. And then you head back to the back of the house and the kitchen. I'm still on the fence. Like I change my kitchen designs all the time. But you definitely need, in my house, a huge island um, with a nice stone top and a nice walk-in butler's pantry with all my, like, baking stuff. Because I love cooking for people, so that's why I need a big kitchen. 
that's like my love language i think is mm. feeding people mm. yeah um and a nice espresso maker so we can have our lattes a nice sun porch but yeah my my dream house is a stone house with gorgeous pine floors and wallpaper and just like this modern antique industrial chic vibe leanne ford you know leanne ford is my is my design goddess i think (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's so great okay so we're going to be wrapping up shortly um but i do want to talk a little bit about our new youtube channel because we just launched kind of unofficially uh our new design youtube channel channel called daisy moon design and daisy moon comes from a combination of topanga moon and field daisy so we just put our two brands together to make our design channel and design biz and it's really going to be this like beautiful space where you can see uh, design tutorials some of our road trips how we do the tablescapes and uh touring these old victorian houses farmhouses just all the things that we love in kind of one design show and that's something that we're constantly working on and going to be sharing more of in the coming months so i just want to let everyone know about our new design show but i want to end this podcast with hearing where is your dream place that you want to visit to in terms of interior and home design like if you could think of a place right now that you could travel to like anywhere in the world to go and like stay in like a dreamy home or experience the architecture or just like love to go you know walk around the streets like what would be your dream place to travel to right now okay so the other night I had a dream about Ireland and then I went on Instagram and It was like travel Ireland and like all these little Irish cottages with the, um, what are they called? The thatched roofs, I think. They're like thatched, like, I don't know. Anyways, gorgeous. So yeah, I would have to travel to Ireland and go to like some little cottages. Yeah. Kind of like the stone cottages. The stone cottages, like, ooh. And I think I'm so drawn to Ireland as well because that's like where a lot of my family are from. Um... But to keep it, like, simple and in Canada, I'd probably travel back to Newfoundland. Yeah, like St. John's. And then there's a few few little towns with super old homes, like, gorgeous. Um, yeah, that's where I would go and get some inspiration for, like, a little cottage that I'd love to build one of these days, a little cabin, and pull in some East Coast Irish vibes. Yeah, yeah, with some antiques, of course. Oh, okay. Thanks for having me on your podcast. <laughs> um, that's so great. And I love that you mentioned Ireland because my boyfriend's Irish. So I'll, I'll join you on this, on this trip to Ireland. <laughs> the place that I think of is I would love to go somewhere like East Coast, like Cape Cod or Massachusetts yeah. or Maine, someplace that's like on the coast with really old homes from like the 1700s or like 1800s and just have like a coastal old Victorian home tour. I think that would be so amazing and dreamy. So we're going to add that to the list. That's also part of our our dream location list and for the upcoming YouTube episodes. 
So um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking all things design. Um, there are so many amazing tidbits that people can take from this episode to just bring some more antiques and old beauty into their home and mix it amazingly with their new pieces. And I, I love that you have that ability to mix old and new and just all the fun things you're going to be doing in the holiday season for your design. You're definitely going to have to come back on the podcast again. But thank you so much. This has been so great to just like hang out on your couch and like talk all things design, which is what (laughs) we do this all the time. So we might as well like bring it to the podcast. Um, So where can everyone find you and how are the ways that people can work with you? You can find me on Instagram at Field Daisy Studio. Um... Or my personal account, which is Marissa M. Designs. And if you want to, you know, chat antiques or how to decorate with them, hit me up. I'd love to talk to you. Um, Oh, and our YouTube channel, obviously, Daisy Moon Designs. That's where you're going to want to go to see all things design and our little adventures that we get up to. We've got, um, yeah, we've got lots of... Or fit checks. Yeah, you've, you've got a head too. You should probably find my uh, TikTok on Garden Shed Studio at TikTok because that's where all the fit checks happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. And I'm so grateful for our friendship. It's the tablescapes that brought us together, really. I think, that's, I think that's why I love a good tablescape because really it brings you together with your friends. Yeah. Thank you.